What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we can talk about anything else that's meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. For those of you joining us for the first time, I am Pat the Pac-Man, and I am a dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist for Pac-Man to the Rescue over here in New Jersey. What we do here is we train people, not dogs. That's our motto. It's about training people, not training dogs. And if you heard somebody said Hannibal in the background, that is actually my parrot, Hannibal. And you could meet Hannibal on one of our previous podcasts. He is the first special guest we have on Barking for Balance. And if you hear him in the background, that's him talking. That's actually a shocker because normally he's, uh, I can't really hear him, but I guess this time he wants to talk. So there you go. You get a little, he's like, yeah, I'm a celebrity now. People know me from the podcast. So there you go. So what we do here is, like I said, we train people, not dogs. Uh, that's our motto. It's about training people, not training dogs. Why? Because that's really what it's about. You know, you train a dog, you teach them to sit, stay, lay down. You train a person, you create a dog that's happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. That is seriously, hear them? Seriously, exactly. That's right, Hannibal. Seriously, we train people, not dogs. Make them happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. We want trained humans, not well-trained humans, not well-trained dogs. We want dogs that are happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved, right? That's the mantra. Anyway, seriously, see, Hannibal's a little talkative here. Anyway, you know, today's podcast, I actually want to talk a little about dog toys, um, uh, what what I recommend, you know, what I use for socks and pepper, what my experience has been with certain toys or, you know, chewing items or whatever you want to call them. I also want to go over um, a little bit about uh, stress, and uh, I'm going to reveal a little bit of a secret that I use uh, for myself that helps me cope with stress, that helps me de-stress. And uh, I find it a very relaxing activity. So I'm going to share that with you in a little while. And we're going to talk about food. Oh, shocker. I know, right? The Sicilian guy. That's right. If you're joining us for the first time, I do speak Sicilian. So I did live in Sicily for seven years from the age of 10 to 17. So I like to throw in some Sicilian words or phrases. So stay tuned. It's going to be fun. So let's talk about, um, first of all, before we get into the, actually some food, which, you know, I'm already thinking about foods. So my stomach is getting a little meme. Okay. So before we get into the, the, those topics, um, I want to talk about my girl Raina over here on our pet board. Guys, seriously, you need to send pictures of your pets. It doesn't have to be dogs. It could be anything that you want. Any pet that you have, cats, birds reptiles, whatever you want, ferrets, sugar gliders, whatever you have, like little insect things, scorpions, whatever you want them featured on our pet board. Send that those pictures. Come on, put those comments down below. Also, if you have the pleasure of looking at my beautiful face on YouTube, I want to make sure that you hit that like button, hit that like button. And if you haven't done so already, bark at that subscribe button. You heard me correctly. Bark at that subscribe button. You do not want to miss our episodes of the Barking for Balance podcast. In addition to that, you get to see all our cool instructional videos, dog related. You get to see Socks and Pepper. You get to learn stuff. It's really, really cool. So make sure you bark at that subscribe button. So this way you uh, you get notified whenever something on YouTube gets posted. But the bot, the podcast is also uh, being featured on all major podcast platforms and links are in there. So if you have any questions, make sure you throw those comments. So um Let's talk about my girl, Raina, who's on the board over here. So here's, I have some notes from her daddy, Vinny. And uh, basically this is what he says about Raina. Loves to kiss your head and nibble on your hair. Okay, she's a little flirty. Loves her bone and adores other dogs. She's definitely flirty. Has no fear. 
And the fact that she's only 15 weeks old, she already knows her way around the apartment building. I got to tell you, that's kind of funny because I have a horrible sense of direction. So the fact that she could figure out a way, I can't even figure out my way around their building. So the fact that she knows it is pretty impressive to me. Um, goes right to the elevator from my apartment, knows what floor we get off on, and walks right back to my door after walks. Come on. Can't argue with that. I mean, like I said, I need a GPS just to get to my bathroom half the time. And this little girl. So, yeah, pretty impressive. How cute is she? Want to hear some comments? Let me know what you guys think about my girl, Raina, over here. And also, like I said, come on, let's feature your pets on this board. It's available for you. Let's talk about dog toys for personally as to what I do not recommend. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a second. Um, and I'm going to tell you what I definitely recommend, which is what I use myself. Uh, for socks and pepper, what I have, what I've used in the past for peanut, and also for socks and pepper, but also um, what I recommend to my clients, and you know the feedback I get is just remarkable. So, um, as far as dog toys are concerned, you know there's a variety of different options. There's the soft toys, you know, they're like like pillowy, like stuffed animal kind of thing. Um, then there's the stringy toys. Um, then there's let let me let me get into something that I really recommend against, and I'll tell you why in a second. Rawhide. Rawhide, um, been in the market, been around for centuries, I guess, you know. It's been a long time. So just to give you an idea, you know, I've heard, I had heard back in the day about Rawhide. So in my head, it's been around for a long time. So it's got to be great, right? Well, no, um, I do not like Rawhide. Throw it in the garbage. And so why is that? So like I said, being a new dog owner, you know, an experienced dog owner, you know, you'll hear stuff and, you know, this is rawhide. Everybody knows rawhide. Okay. So I got rawhide and I got it for, 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 for socks. I don't remember if pepper was around at the time, but I got it for socks. So I gave him raw, this, this rawhide thing. And it was like one of those like pieces that was all like wrapped up and whatever. So he's chewing on his rawhide and then he was done. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this stuff has been around for so long. I mean, it's got to be pretty good, even though, you know, some people were saying, no, you know how it is. Everybody says their own opinion. So I figured it's been around for so long. How bad could it be? Well, I come to realize why it's so bad. And so, like I said, Sox is chewing on this rawhide. He's done with it. It's gone. And now he's like licking just licking constantly and he's drinking by the gallon and just licking constant licking you just can't stop licking and drinking so i'm like socks what the hell's the matter with you so i'm trying to figure out what the hell what was going on and i finally i called him all i was like socks what's going on he just couldn't stop licking and just couldn't stop licking so i open his mouth and i look down his mouth and i see this big white thing so i try to grab it in a I, I'm trying to pull this thing out, but you know, that stuff gets really slimy. gets all slimy and stuff. So it's hard to get a grip on that stuff. You know what I mean? So I grab it. I managed to grab it with my fingers and I start pulling this thing out. Well, let me tell you, I'm going to say this thing was about this big, about half a foot, give or take. And it coated all the way to like the top of his mouth, all the way down to his entire throat. His entire throat was coated with this thick layer of munitsa, this thick layer of crap. And I was shocked. So at that point, I was like, you know what? That's enough of rawhide. No more. So whatever I had, namonitsa, all went in the garbage. 
Um, that was my personal experience with raw, with the rawhide. So that's why I always recommend against it because again, it was just covering his entire throat. I mean, I don't exactly know what would have happened. Would he have eventually swallowed it? Would it have melted? I mean, that stuff was all slimy and shit, but I don't know what would have happened, but regardless of the fact, I'm not going to, I'm not willing to take a chance on it. So Namonitsa, no more. That's all the rawhide. Yeah. Goodbye, rawhide. So stayed with like the basic toys you know you get the soft the softer toys that are like rubbery you know the 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 cloth toys the stringy toys and then the really hard toys that like take a while for for dogs to 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 destroy and at first what i always recommend to clients especially when you have like a puppy is mix them up you know get a bunch of different variety of different toys because the softer toys are not really as engaging for your dog, you're like they're not gonna really give them any like fulfillment on chewing. When no much cigarette, when not you know, they want to chew, so it gets real like some energy. Where the softer toys are more like for playing purposes, you know. So like after a while, I personally do not use any cloth toys like the stuffed animal toys or any kind of stringy toys. And I'll tell you why again from my personal experience. And I would love to hear your personal experiences when it comes to rawhide, your opinions on rawhide. So make sure you write some comments in there about what your opinions are about rawhide. If you had any personal experiences with rawhide, positive or negative. And also, you know, I'm going to tell you a little story about my experiences when it comes to um, the soft toys and the stringy toys. And I would love to hear your experiences and your opinions on uh, the stringy toys and the soft toys. So tell me what you think about it. Give me some feedback and write those, those comments down below. But with my personal opinion, my personal experience when it came to those was, you know, they're just toys. You're chewing on them. You know, I would find the pieces around. I mean, I've I've I spit up all of it. I had to, you know, vacuum all the time because it was like all these little pieces of strings, little pieces of cloth. But whatever, they seemed to like them. And then the stringy toys too. And and socks and pepper used to play tug of war with the stringy toys. So they would pull them. And I used to also play tug of war with them as well with the stringy toys, even with like the cloth toys as well. But um. One day, and I know this is going to get disgusting. So if you're eating, just put the food away, listen to this, and then you could get your food again. So don't, don't eat right now. Let's just take a break. Although I'm really hungry. So we're going to get into food in a second. I'm going to get a little hungry. So let's, let's just take a break on that. So basically what happened was socks developed diarrhea. And I'm talking about diarrhea that was just uncontrollable. So vet visits, medication, this and that, and the other thing just wasn't stopping. And when I'm talking about like volcano explosion, just bursting, it's skiful, disgusting. Yeah, I know. But couldn't, couldn't, it wasn't, it wasn't getting any better. It was just getting worse. So, um, you know, I was getting concerned. And then finally one day when I was going to take him to the vet for like another time after all the other times that we just couldn't figure out what was going on, I found on the floor this this long looking, it looked like a like a turd, like a long piece of shit. It was maybe about six, six, seven inches long and it was round. Again, it looked exactly like like poop, like dog shit. So I'm like, what the hell? Fuck, I got the guy Sakasa. Well, I was like, you guys are shitting all over the place. You guys don't do that. Well, I grabbed the paper towel, I picked it up. And as soon as I picked it up, it just disintegrated. And I realized it was all little pieces of cloth, little pieces of string. I was like, I realized what had happened, that all the um, pieces that he had ingested for one reason or another never passed through his intestines. So they created a blockage in his intestine. And I don't know if this was truth or not, but 
people say this, you know, whatever, that basically his intestines, his intestines were blocked. And had he not thrown it up, because that's really what he did. He threw it up. He didn't shit it out. He didn't poop it out. He threw it up. So had he not threw it up because he couldn't pass it through his, his, his butt, you know, he couldn't poop it out. You know, shit. That's why it was blocking. So the diarrhea was coming out because this thing was blocked because he was eating with no problems. So he was digesting it, but he wasn't processing this whole thing out of his system. So um, I was told that if I that he if he had not, thank God, thank God, I thank God to this day about that, because whether it's true or not, I mean, I believe it to be the case that it could be that would definitely would be true. Um, this blockage eventually would have killed him. You know, and so by the time we would have found out, rushed him to the hospital, who knows, he might not have made it. So um, the fact that he threw it up and God definitely helped him, you know, puke this thing up, saved his life. And after that, he was fine. So at that point, guess what happened? Via the Zaluto, all the other toys, cloth toys, you know, uh, stringy toys, gone. They were gone. So um, never wanted to deal with those again. So I do, I still have them and I do, I do still use them but I only use them exclusively to play with them. So I play with them and then they go away. I don't want them chewing on it. So we'll play tug of war, you know, I'll let them play tug of war, but it's short periods of time and it's supervised because I don't want them pulling anything out. And I definitely restrict the, the, the stringy toys because I'm just worried about how much they're going to ingest of that too. And um, I'm just not willing to take a chance after that experience. So um, I just use it for playtime between me and them or them, you know, each, each other, but short periods of time, supervised, any pieces that fall on the ground, gone, goodbye. You know, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And so um, I'm not willing to take a chance with that. But the one toy that I do recommend, uh, highly recommend, and I use this again with Socks and Pepper, I recommended this to every single client. Some of them like it, some of them don't, but the people that don't like it, it's really because they say it stinks. I don't really see that, but whatever. Um, it's called kneecaps. They're kneecaps. And it's basically the patella of the cow. And it's got like either flavorings or whatever. And it's got like, you know, s s tendons or, you know, ligaments or whatever the hell is going on there. Um, pieces of soft stuff. And then um, it's basically a solid mass of bone. So it's kind of like those ices, those cups of ices that you buy at the supermarket and you kind of like scrape the ice, you know, this is kind of like what that bone does is um, no gelato. It's not ice cream. It's like literally the ice and you just scrape it. So it's like shavings kind of thing. And um, that's really what they do with these bones is they just basically create shavings. And the reason why I love them is because there's no danger of splinters. Cause like I said, it's just all shavings. It's all little, small, little, little tiny pieces. And whether they ingest them or, or uh, most of the time they ingest them, the little pieces and it's fine because at least in my experience, it's, it's been fine. So um, you, you know, I want to hear if you guys have experience with, with kneecaps, if you have any negative experience with kneecaps, please let me know if you have any positive experience with kneecaps, definitely write those comments down. I would love to know. And also, you know, if you want to know more, definitely, let, you know, let me know. I'm more than happy to, uh, to share some, 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 some uh, information on that. But um, like I said, they ingest them. And what I've noticed on multiple occasions when when they go out and they poop, it doesn't come out brown or black. It comes out white. I know it's disgusting. I told you, put the food away for now. Um, 
you know, I'm starving too. So you could, you could starve for a little while. Um, but yeah, it comes out white. It's basically every single piece of that bone comes right out. Like I have literally seen them poop the whole, it's just white. This white log just comes right out and it's great because it just disintegrates. So, um, it's just purely the bone that comes right out of their system and they love them, you know, and you could just let them chew on it for an hour. I mean, depending on what kind of chewer of dog you have, you know, let them chew for an hour, you know, whatever you want to do. I mean, just make sure they're supervised because at some point it becomes kind of tiny. I personally, uh, me personally, I never had any problems with, uh, with, with, with socks or pepper having any issues with the, with the remainder, with the remainder of it. Um, when it gets small, because they usually take it and they'll just crack it, you know, they'll just chew it up. It's almost like hard candy, you know, and then they just swallow it. And I've never had an incident of, uh, of any issues, but if you're not, you know, you're not confident with that, then when it gets kind of small in case they swallow it, cause you may have the same issue. Um, then, then just don't take a chance. Just, you know, when it gets kind of small, just take it away and throw it in the garbage, you know, but at least they, they enjoy it. You know, you could give it to them throughout the day or, you know, at night or whatever, just to give them some kind of like enjoyment to chew on something. I'm telling you, your dogs are going to love it. Kneecaps. Trust me, your dogs will love the kneecaps. You know, um, it's not really food, you know, like a bully stick, you know, bully stick is more like a treat kind of thing. Um, I don't know, you know, they, they eat the whole thing. It's gone, but they it's digested. It's called like a, like a meat thing. But, um, if you, and by the way, if, you know, if you guys don't know what a bully stick is made out of, write some comments and I'll be glad to share with you what a bully stick is made out of. If you do know, <laughs> write those comments down in there. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of cool, but, um, all right, so let's get back to eating. If you guys stopped eating and I apologize if, uh, if I disgusted you, um, definitely didn't, 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 didn't plan on doing that, but it's just, you know, I, I feel, I feel compelled to, to share this, these experiences, both of them, um, that the, the raw hide and the other one, just because, you know, I don't want anything, you know, bad to happen to anybody else. I mean, I know it's, you know, maybe it's one of the million, maybe, you no, know, nobody's ever, and that's never happened to me before fine but you know what it happened to me i'm sharing you my experience you know do with it what you want um like i said love to hear your experience on the matter and your opinions on the matter but i'm just sharing you what what has happened in with to me and so you know if it saves somebody save somebody great um do with it do with this information what you want but uh so i apologize if i discussed you with all that talk of stuff but let's get back to eating because now i want to talk about food let's talk about food since i was talking about you know food, man, I'm a Sicilian. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about food. So um, why do I want to talk about food exactly? It was, it was a, cl- a client that I, I met with today about, you know, telling me about it was kind of like a like a like a like an argument, sort of speak, but you, you can't argue with me about this stuff, because I know these things. So whatever. But it was this discussion about the fact that her dog was a picky eater. And the reason why I'm bringing it up and, you know, we have a few videos on our YouTube channel. That's why you got to subscribe, bark at that subscribe button. So you can watch these cool videos, what to do if your dog doesn't eat. That's for non-medical reasons, of course. And I, one of our podcasts, um, we talk about this as well. So when it comes to dog, dogs are not picky eaters. Okay. I don't care what anybody tells you, you know, they're, they're, they're become picky and you got to start making a multiple stuff. If you allow that to be the case, you know, um, and, and this kind of concept to me is so simple because, you know, I grew up in Sicily in a Sicilian family. I grew up in Sicily for a big chunk of time. So it was whatever you're given, you're going to eat. It was that simple, you know, and 
in Sicily, there's no picky eaters. You know, like in all my time, now I don't know what a bed, who knows what it's like now. But back in my day when I was there, there was no picky eaters. You know, if you went to like a restaurant, um, the, the restaurants made you what they made you. You know, it wasn't like you had a choice to, you know, I want, I, I don't know, I don't want, you know, give me this, but without this or without that, you know, like you go like to a restaurant and say, yeah, I want, uh, you know, I want the, 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 the pizza, but you know, it's this, this is the recipe. This is like the way it's outlined in the menu, but I want it, you know, without this or extra that or whatever the case may be. No, it's, this is what, <laughs> this is what it is. This is what you're having. You know what I mean? Um, it was no like back and forth, like just, just, there was a, there's a, there's a, uh, a Sicilian restaurant that actually opened up that has a lot of Sicilian stuff. And we're going to talk about that on a separate podcast, but um, they, they they have a lot of stuff that I grew up with that my family makes. And I'm sure the America, okay, oh, disgusting, you know, all this stuff is delicious. Okay. So anyway, we'll get to that in another podcast, but they make, uh, they made like stuff that brought back memories. And one of the things that they made, which I had, you know, uh, a couple of days ago, was a pizza and they make Sicilian style pizza, but with the flavors of Sicilian style. So one of the pizzas is called uh, Quattro Gusti, which means four flavors. And um, it's different than it was done the way I was accustomed to it, you know? And I don't remember exactly what was on there, but I do remember that it was completely different. But basically it's got, you know, the, obviously the tomato sauce and it's got the, you know, the mozzarella and all that kind of good stuff. And it, by the way, it's mozzarella, not mozzarella, 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 mozzarella. We'll get to that another time, another podcast. Anyway, so um, it's got the tomato sauce and the mozzarella and the whole bit. But in addition to that, it had artichokes, it had prosciutto and it had um, mushrooms and it had uh, black olives. But in addition to all that, it also came with a hot dog. And I know what the Americans, oh my God, hot dog on a pizza. This guy's forget this guy. Trust me, this thing was amazingly good. And the hot dog was was probably like the, the, the centerpiece of this of this pizza because it was cooked. The pizza was made in a brick oven, right? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that, yeah, it was, it was, I don't think it was brick. It was brick oven, but I don't think it was charcoal. I think it was actually like, like tree branches. You know what I mean? I think it was like, like that was the, the, um, the, you know, how the fire was produced. I don't believe it was charcoal. I think it was like, like tree branches. So it was like real wood. You know what I mean? So fresh wood that was just chopped and they threw it in the oven. I'm pretty sure that's how it was done. So it was just imparted a different flavor than like, like a brick oven with charcoal or, or like a like the actual fire came from the wood, so it was just different. You know what I mean? Like even just tasting, I could tell that it wasn't the same. But whatever the process was, obviously, is a different system, different ingredients. You know the whole bit. But the hot dog was really, really amazing because it was cooked inside of this oven. And what they did was they basically cross hatched the ends, so when it would cook, it would like pop out. So there would be four ends on one side, four ends on the other, and it had like this charbroil with on it. And it was so freaking good. Oh my Maria, Yeah, it was so I was expecting that when I went, but they didn't have that. I guess it wasn't, you know, something that they prepare, but whatever. Um, 
And, you know, I don't know, just this just came to me. So I'm sharing that with you. And if you ever had that kind of pizza with the artichokes and with the hot dog, I would really please let me know uh, about what your uh, what your experience has about that has been. But it was funny because like when we were having this discussion with with my client, um, you know, we're talking about and I'm giving them these kind of examples about like my life and, 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 you know, like how I grew up, which was why it kind of makes sense when it comes to the whole dog world. And the, the, the fact of the matter is that you know, I remembering this there, there was no overweight people. And, you know, there was no, there was no counting calories. And my God, carbs, I mean, people, we ate carbs by the ton. I mean, pasta every day, bread by the loaves, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, carbs by the ton, you know, um, and but yet, there was there was no gyms, you know, no treadmills, no no vacure, none of that kind of stuff, you know. There was none of that kind of stuff. There was no weighing your food <laughs> unless you were sick, unless you were like diabetic about pesade about pesade So no, you didn't weigh anything. It was just you tons of carbs, tons of food. Like like if I show me skatikia for for just no reason, loads of food, salami, just just stuff. Then you're like, my god. And people would live to like 90 plus. I mean, my grand, my, my great aunt died at 103. I think she definitely, she made it to over hundred. My grandparents, 80 plus nineties, uncles, 80 plus nineties. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it got me thinking like, why is that possible? You know, you know, it, it, what is the reason why that is? And, you know, I don't know if you guys have any experience with that, but please let me know if you do, but my theory or what your theory is behind this, but this is my theory. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the way of life, you know, um, stress, um, the stress of American life is hard, you know? And I think that's part of the reason why people were overweight. People get, people are overweight and people are sick. And it's not just the stress. I think it's also the food source, you know, food there was just, you know, you grew it. You, you know, even like if you went to buy it, it was natural, you know, you bought it at the fruit store, you bought it at the butcher shop, you bought it at the, whatever, you know, like I remember, for example, milk, when I was living there, <laughs> this is going to discuss some people, but milk came literally from the cow. Okay. And you had, sometimes the cow would come down the street and, you know, you grab the milk right from there. But sometimes they would deliver the milk and it came in like, like a little glass, like almost like old school milkman kind of situation. But I remember it was sometimes at the bottom of the, of the milk, it was come with like little pieces of hair and like little black stuff in there. And was, but that milk was so deliciously good. And even like cheeses freshly made and just everything was just different. Like now uh, here in America, it's just like everything is just processed and you know, it's got like all sorts of artificial shit in there and preservatives. And that's what people live on. That's what we live on. You know, like even just like regular meat and stuff. You know, I remember we used to, you know, my, not me, but, you know, my, our family or relatives or whatever butcher the 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 meat and and the the fruits and the vegetables and the fish just come right from the ocean they would sell it you know um it, it was just it's different stuff and here like i said it's just everything is just processed and fake and just crap and that i'm sure plays a role but as far as like like again the overload of calories and like carbs and all that stuff 
a lot of it, I think, has to do with stress too. I, I know stress is is a killer when it comes to a lot of different things, but you know, I'm, I I believe in addition to the whole food situation that, um, you know, stress is is a problem. And so, why is it that there, um, stress wasn't a big deal? There was, you know, back in back again. I don't know what it is like now, but back in the day, it was like things were would shut down in town. Like I think it was like around three o'clock or something, two three o'clock. The whole town was shut down. Like if you had to do some business, don't bother at that time. Because that's what everybody did. They went to sleep. They just took a nap and then they went right back to work. That was life. It was just so easy going. But also like everything was easy going. Like the stress of work, like people working, it wasn't like a big, everybody complains about their job and, you know, not me because my job's awesome, but, you know, people, I got to go to work and I got to do this and I got, and then the chores, you know, the food shopping and the cooking and the clean, and then the kids, you know, everything, you know, is very stressful here and you got to put it all together. And then you got to factor in your personal time and your, you know, your me time and all that crap. And, um, down engineer was the problem there there wasn't any of these problems it was just everything was relaxed whether it was raising kids or or daily chores or even work like i don't remember ever hearing anybody complain about their jobs never you know um you went to work you did it, it was almost like a real it was just such a relaxed environment people were just so much relaxed and i personally believe that that plays a major role into obesity and health issues and mental sanity you know like you with 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 your dogs you know a lot of times that stress um, just affects our dogs so much. Like there, things are done so, again, we're done. Back, now I don't know. Back then, I'm, I, we're talking about. But everything was done so calmly. You know, everything was done so relaxed. It wasn't stressful at all. It was just, oh, you know, there was none of that stuff. Like, it's hard to imagine, but it was so peaceful doing stuff that here or now is just so, oh my God. Like I, I like my own parents, you know, my own parents, when, you know, when my father was still alive, when they would go food shopping to them, it was like fun for me. And I'm sure for everybody else, it's like, I get up for us piece. I got to go food shopping. It's like, so, oh, and then while you're doing it, the whole bit, but them, it was just, they would enjoy it, you know, and they would just take their time and look at everything and just relax. It was just a relaxing process. And I think, you know, we have to go back to that because like dogs, dogs live in the moment, you know what I mean? And I think if we, if we go back to that mentality of living in the moment, we tend to start to enjoy the stuff that we're doing, even though it's a chore. You know, if we just live in that moment and not worry about the other stuff, well, I got to get home because now I got to buy this stuff and all I get a cushionade and then I got to go cook it. No, just enjoy the moment that you're in because at the end of the day, you're living that moment. So why not just enjoy it? That's what dogs do. Dogs live in the present moment, 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 moment. That's why they don't have any worries because they're not living in the future. You know, we live in the future. We gotta hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, we gotta get our job done. We gotta grow. You know, we're making them ten million dollars. We gotta make eleven million dollars. You know, everything's got just so hustle and just relax. You know what I'm saying? Just relax. Take some time to just enjoy the moment. Take some time to just just relax. You know, and 
a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, um, like I said, affects our dogs because that stress is not a calm state. Now, you know, I'm going to get into this on a separate podcast, which I've done before, but I want to get more um, in depth about it and talk a little bit more in detail about it, about how dogs feed off of our emotions. Dogs are our mirrors. How we feel is what they're going to reflect back to us based on how they behave and how they feel. So if we live in the moment, we're calm. If we live in the future or the past, we're not. We're anxious, nervous, fearful, whatever. So living in the moment is, is cool. And it, it's great because it gets rid of stress. It does. And in a second, I'm going to tell you one of the things that I do to uh, cope with stress because, yeah, life is stressful in America, you know, and we got to try to like balance everything out. And sometimes it's hard. You know, sometimes it's hard. So we need activities, especially now that I'm doing this job um, of working with dogs. You know, this is one area that is not as stressful as if I had my previous job of being a financial advisor. Although sometimes when there's some certain things going on, yeah, I get a little, you know, overwhelmed. And so I have to go back to basics and live in the moment, you know, do something that's going to take my mind off of the worries, off of the concerns, off of the future. Okay. Or for the past mistakes or whatever the case may be. So I'm going to tell you what I, one of the things that I do to cope with that. Um, but yeah, so, so like I was saying about the dogs, they feed off of their, those emotions. So we should do everything in our power to not become stressful. No, I'm sorry, not to become stressed because then our dogs become stressed. And in addition to that, it helps our own health, physical and mental, you know, and it, I, I personally believe that that's the case. Stress is a killer. Stress is hard. And it, we have to learn to destroy that stress, you know, to not let it become reality, because that's really where the stress um, becomes reality is when it becomes part of our life. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, this is too much stuff. Oh, my God, I'm never going to get this done. Just live in the moment, moment by moment by moment. And um, your dogs are going to become happier about that. They're going to become more um, relaxed, more well-behaved, you know, they're going to be, they're going to like reflect that energy back to you. And, um, you know, it's that simple. I mean, you know, it, it's really not that complicated and, you know, it, maybe it's easier for me because I came from that environment, you know, you ate everything, ate everything and you didn't care. Well, you know, you know, I have to watch my weight because I want to look good for the summer. Look good for the summer. You just ate like a pig. That's how it worked. And everybody was skinny. Everybody was thin and it was beautiful. So, um, so yeah. So one of the things that I do to relax is I took up archery. Archery, for those that don't understand what that means, is shooting a bow and arrow. Pew! Yeah. A little background about my love for archery. Um, Back in the day when I was a kid, Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard TV show was one of my favorite TV shows back when I was a kid, and um, they used to shoot bows and arrows back then. I'm sorry, in that sh- in the show they used to shoot bows and arrows. So I was just always fascinated with them. And then when I went to Italy um, at, at one of like the like like one of the local shops, they actually had a bow and arrow that was made out of like bamboo, um, and it had like this little case in the front, and it was cool because I remember the 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 the, the Dukes of Hazard bow had this little thing in the front where the arrows were, were, uh, were on. So I was able to stick these arrows in this, this little bamboo thing. And I don't think I ever shot the damn thing. I think it was just, I just wanted it just to, to say I had a bow and arrow. And, um, 
you know, I had to copycat the TV show. So whatever, but always loved it. And then we fast forward years later and there was another TV show that was came out, you know, within the last couple of years called Arrow. And it was a superhero uh, TV show. And all of a sudden my passion, my, my, I don't know, this, 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 this buried, you know, passion for archery started to bubble up again. So on season number two, if I'm not mistaken, um, they had this this particular bow that I just thought was like really cool. So the more I was watching the show, the more I was like, just guess really like, you know, had a desire to want to shoot a bow and arrow. And I never had before. So I always wanted to take lessons, but I never did. So this just started to bubble up. So I was like, you know what? I'm just taking some lessons. So I went and I took some lessons. But in the back of my mind, the bow that I had seen on season two was just ingrained in my mind. I was like, I want that bow. So I went to take some lessons. And let me tell you, archery became one of my de-stressors because when I took this lesson, it was almost like the my teacher, my trainer, my coach, whatever she wants, whatever she is, she was me and I was the client working with the dogs because everything that I was doing, I would fire an arrow and I would miss and I would get all pissed off. Oh, damn it. And she would be like, calm down, let it go. Otherwise you're going to screw up the next shot. And of course I would shoot the next one. It would be even worse. So, and this is exactly what I tell my clients like that. You need to let it go. Just forget it. It's in the past present. Um, also the, the word that I say to my clients all the time, calm down, relax, calm down, relax. She was beating it into my head. You got to relax. You got to breathe. You got to calm down. Don't think all the same stuff that I always say to my clients constantly, you got to relax. You got to calm down. You got to not think, breathe, just relax all the time, the whole time. So I found myself on the other end of the stick. I'm like, wow, this is like me, but instead of a dog, it's a bow and arrow. So I started basically practicing what I preach in archery concepts. And as soon as I started adapting the same mentality that I have when I'm with the dogs, all of a sudden my shots started to come out nice. And um, my first lesson, actually, I was shooting at an apple. It was maybe like about six inches wide. It was like one of those foam apple things. I hit every, and I'm talking about from at least a distance of, I want to say about 30 feet away, maybe 20, I want to say anywhere between 20 and 30 feet away. I forget exactly where I was. Um, I was hitting that apple every single time. And the greatest thing about it was that during the process of shooting, my brain was clear. My mind was relaxed. I mean, it is hard. It was a little like it was my first time shooting. So it was a little sore on my shoulder um, and on my back area, but it was so amazingly relaxing. And so it was like a trance, you know, and, uh, and I go, my dummy shoot. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, and I just, I just fell in love with it. And so went out, I did research on what kind of bow was on that TV show arrow. And I found it and it was an Oneida Kestrel. And I bought it. I bought the Oneida Kestrel. So I wanted my own bow. I didn't want to continue taking lessons with their stuff. I wanted my own stuff so I could go and just target shoot and do my own thing. And just whenever I felt like it, just clear my mind and just clear my head and just go into this mentality of just relaxation. It's kind of like a hobby that is just so fulfilling for me. Um, I don't think about nothing. I don't worry about nothing. 
Sogno tranquillo e basta. I'm nice and, and tranquil and peaceful. And it's just so much fun, you know, to fire those arrows. And um, yeah, it's really cool. So uh, I don't know if you guys have, have any experience with, uh, with archery. You want to know more about archery. But if you have experience with archery, please let me know. Share those comments. I would love to hear about your, your knowledge and experience about archery. And also this tv show arrow and the tv show the dukes of hazard especially arrow is pretty you know recent but you know you guys watch arrow arrow is a pretty cool show superhero theme um what do you guys think about arrow and also um you know the, if you have any experience i mean it's a very rare um bow not a lot of people have even heard of it the oneida kestrel or nida in general but if you know anything about that please let me know what you think about about that, that kind of, of those bows. They're really, really, it's pretty, it's a really impressive thing. Let me tell you that bow has got so much power to it anyway. Um, but the whole, you know, just, and if anybody's wondering, no, I do not go hunting. Um, I will never go hunting. We'll talk about hunting on a separate podcast, but no, I will not go hunting. Uh, I just use it for target shooting and that's it. Um, nothing targets, you know, fake targets. Um, but yeah, so it's just for me, it just works out well. It's one of the activities that I do to kind of like go into the zone and forget about the world. Um, you know, life can get stressful, you know, but you have to do something to kind of like deal with that stress or de-stress or um, not worry in general. It's really, really important, not just for your own sake, not for your own mental health, your own physical health, but if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your dog or your dogs your dogs will thank you. You know, your dogs will appreciate the fact that you're calm and relaxed and not nervous, anxious, and, you know, wild and crazy and overwhelmed and whatever. Listen, life is hard if we make it hard. It's easy if we make it easy and we need to carve out time for it. You know, if it, whatever, whatever it is that you enjoy doing that kind of like, you know, puts you in the zone, whatever it is, take your dog for a walk. But remember, whatever it is that you do, whether it's food shopping, taking dog for a walk. And if you're not walking your dog, make sure you take your dog for a walk. Just live in the moment because whatever activity we're performing, if you make that decision, if you make it stressful, it's going to be stressful. Kids, chores, work, just enjoy it. You know, I mean, listen, I understand that life is just hard and not everybody's, you know, in my position when it comes to their job or whatever, just do your best, you know? And if you can't do something that's going to kind of like, de-stress. So like I said, if your life is just so wild and crazy and you can't figure out a way to make it better, then do something in between that kind of like brings your stress level down and then you can spike it back up and then bring it down, you know, take up archery works for me. Um, so yeah, again, any comments, any feedback on that kind of stuff? I would love to hear what your opinions are about stress. And uh, if anybody's been to Sicily too, like, you know, Sicilian, Sicilians out there, let me know. Like, let's talk Sicilian, bring you in as a podcast guest. We'd love to speak a little Sicilian uh, with somebody else. So it's kind of fun. We'll talk food. Like, listen, what do you guys think about food? I mean, everybody loves food. Come on, let's talk about food. So yeah, if you guys want to be, uh, if anybody wants to be um, a special guest on our podcast, you know, write some comments, DM us, let us know, make sure you DM us about your pets and some pictures and some, uh, some little information so we could feature them. But hope you guys enjoy this episode of Barking for Balance. And um, remember, it's about training people, not training dogs. And I want to add another a saying that I have, which is BP4, uh, BP4, which actually is my initials, Batita Pat, um, four, and it stands for be patient, positive, peaceful, and persistent. We're talking about stress. So I figure we'll add that BP4, be patient, positive, peaceful, and persistent.
It's all about the head. You know, it's everything's in, in your head. Everything's in your mind. And your dogs will appreciate that. Your dogs will thank you for being, you know, mentally healthy and mentally stable, emotionally healthy and emotionally stable. That's really what the game plan is because that translates into your health physical as well. So, you know, let me know what you guys think about that. And uh, make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button because I don't want you to miss any of these podcasts and our instructional videos. You're going to learn a lot. So make sure you uh, also give me your feedback. I want to know some uh, what you guys think, what your opinions are, anything you want to talk about in the podcast, any any topics that you want me to go over. I want to hear about your stories. Tell me your stories, your your lives, your your what you guys do to de-stress. You know, whatever the case may be. Listen, share. Let's share. This is Barking for Balance, guys. We talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about that's meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. That's what it's about. So I want to thank you guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of Barking for Balance. Catch you guys next time. I am Pat the Pac-Man. Bye.